the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, yes! Touchdown! I did it! What's going on, Eric Franson, Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Thursday, we've got pick six coming up a little bit later on today. I think it's almost time to retire this game. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give it one more week. Give you one more chance, and if not, then we'll just stop doing it. It's very uncharacteristic territory. Now, we try to predict the things we think might happen this weekend. Love to have you play along. Well, I predict them. You get them wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's more accurate. That is more accurate. Uh, we got a busy schedule for high school football, which begins tonight, actually. Uh, So we'll run down who's playing where, how you can follow along, where these games are at. Also, um, Utah Jazz involved in a trade. Yeah, some some news right before I went to bed last night. I know it wasn't super late. I go to bed a little early. But right as I'm going to bed, Woj is like, oh, Jazz and Lakers might do a trade. I was like, okay, wake up. Jazz and Lakers finished the trade. I was like, okay. <laughs> not a huge, you know. They didn't really waste any time on yeah, it's not this, it official. It's not this, you know, Don of Mitchell and Knicks, the will they, won't they, like a, you know, a, a TV series that's teasing a, you know, a, a love interest thing for like seven seasons. Uh, that's what it feels like with the Don of Mitchell trade. Here it was like, bam, there you go, it's a trade. No, it ruined one guy. There's one jazz fan on Twitter. Absolutely ruined his day. He's been tweeting like every day. Another day with Donovan Mitchell and Patrick Beverly on the roster is a good day. And it's like, I could have told him like a couple months ago. I was like, dude, it's I've not got to last. <laughs> you're in trouble. If that's what you're basing your uh, enjoyment on this season, you're in for a world of hurt because at least one of those guys wasn't going to be on the roster. And it was probably always going to be Patrick Beverly would probably be the first one. But. It still kind of came out of left field. Yeah, a little surprising. You know, all the talk about Donovan Mitchell, the New York Knicks, uh, and if that wasn't going to work, are there other trade partners that potentially could be involved? And then all of a sudden, the L.A. Lakers are trading with the Utah Jazz, and everybody's initial gut reaction is, oh, Donovan Mitchell to the Lakers? (laughs) No, different guard. Different six-foot-one guard. Right. No no picks involved in this one, which is interesting. Talon Horton-Tucker. And uh, Stanley Johnson coming mm-hmm. to the Utah Jazz. So getting some young, young-ish players. Uh, it, it's interesting. Talon Horton Tucker has been involved in trade discussions with the yeah. Lakers for at least the last two years, and the Lakers are like, no, 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 we can't give him up. We can't move him. He's important to our future. And now, like, okay. Yeah, every every Lakers trade machine guy has been doing some combination of Talon Horton Tucker at 2027 or 2029 first round pick for like every single star in the league. It's like, this is what we got. You can have Talon Horton Tucker and one of our first round picks and we'll get Damian Lillard, you know, 
That's fair. Or Kyrie <laughs> Irving or whatnot. You know, it's just, you know, some, it became a joke. And obviously after a while they realized, yeah, Horton Tiger's not really that valuable because he netted them Patrick Beverly, 34-year-old Patrick Beverly, who's not nearly the same player as he was when he was really hounding guys, when he was with, like, the Rockets and uh, Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers. So he's he's not the same player, but they're getting him. And, of course, it created the dream team-up of Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. The absolute, like, oh, they are like, like they chef's hate kiss. Like, if you love the drama, you just got all the drama. Uh, there's a history between those two. Um, you know, Beverly is credited with taking a swipe at the ball, which ended up injuring Westbrook. Yep, several years back, he ended up missing some playoff games, and his team eventually bowed out. Um, and he's. Famously clapped his hands, pointing at him, saying he's trash, you know, backing 20 feet away from him when it's his assignment to guard him at the three-point line. There is a lot of bad blood and a lot of smack talk between those two. Uh, Does this trade signal that the Lakers are really not hanging on to Russell Westbrook after all, that he will be on the move? That seems to be a consensus, or at least I've heard several people voice that opinion pretty clearly. Um, you can never guarantee it just because of how difficult it is to trade Westbrook and the fact that they will have to give up one of their, one of their picks and have it just be unprotected, which is not something the Lakers are very willing to do given how bad they could end up being in either 2027 or 2029. So we'll see. I'm tending to think this means it's a lot more likely that Russell Westbrook leaves, but it's just such a hard contract to trade, and John Wall got bought out, so you can't trade for him again. <laughs> yes. he John Wall did make it to L.A., just with the other L.A. team. So who are these guys, um, and uh, will they really help the Jazz? 435-339-0321. First get to a 5338 texting in. With all the watch lists coming out, I would like to announce that I have been added to the preseason Timex watch list. <laughs> Very clever. Very clever. Yes, Very- there are more watch lists that that are out. Yeah, I thought we were done. That's what I thought, too. And then all of a sudden, there's been a bunch of them in the last few days. Like I said, I think I'm going to get an email in the next few days saying, you've been added to the Vin Scully award watch list that has like 7,858 radio broadcasters on it. <laughs> it's like, we're going to give out this award that we just created. And it's just like, yeah, you're on there. Cause we put everybody on there. Do you play the position? You're on the list. There you go. It's like, how are many, you, how are many you healthy? <laughs> Will you play a snap this season? We'll watch you. Yeah. It's just, these watch lists, they, they do, again, make these entirely to draw attention to their award. Right. Especially, you know, the one that Logan Bonner just got named to, the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award or whatever, which is way too long of an award name. <laughs> like, name me an award name that's, like, more than, like, three words. Um, that's, like, really popular. Well, um... Good question. Because there's like Stanley Cup, Lombardi Trophy, um, 
What's the name of the NBA Finals trophy? It has a name, doesn't it? Yes, it does have a name. Now is it named after one of the old commissioners too? I'm trying to think what they named it after. <laughs> Who'd they name that trophy after? Uh, they named see. it after somebody. Well, there's uh, oh the Larry O'Brien. Oh, Larry O'Brien. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Go. Yeah, wasn't he one of the old commissioners or something? Um, good question. Okay, uh, so seven three two five. Talk about like comeback player of the year and MVP and all that. Like having the player of the year obviously makes that a little longer. Um, yeah, Larry O'Brien was a former NBA commissioner. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But like, especially a lot of the college football awards, the longer ones will—they're named after players. But oftentimes, you can shorten those. You have Davy O'Brien. That's a bit of a mouthful, but it's the O'Brien Trophy or whatever. You know, the Dick, the Dick Butkus Award. It's the Butkus Award. The Heisman. Technically, it's like the Heisman Memorial Trophy, but it's just the Heisman. You can't call it the—I mean, I guess you can call it the Unitas Award, but still, having like this full sentence-long you know, name for your award. And the fact that I think that's now like the third quarterback trophy. Cause I think, or I know maybe it's just the second. Cause I was thinking of the Maxwell award. Yeah. There's, and I think that's named a, after a quarterback, there's a bunch of them for quarterbacks. I mean, the Heisman is basically a quarterback award. So well, if you throw that the Maxwell, the Davey O'Brien, and now the Johnny Unitas, you basically got four different quarterbacks that can win an award. Uh, 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 it's not the Johnny Unitas. It's the Johnny Unitas <laughs> golden arm. I mean, let's get it right here. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, Is it yes. now the, the Dick Buckus Really Hard Tackler Award? <laughs> Is it that now? <laughs> the Ray guy punts it really high in the air or run really far. The Doak Walker <laughs> Run Really Fast Around Everybody so, Award? So if it's the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm, I mean, do you... Do you do it specific for a, a, a body part? Do you get like Is a... Sh- for the punter, what do you call it? The golden leg? The golden boot. The golden boot. Running back, the Doak Walker with the golden thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Trunks of steel. That'd be better if it was the um, the Campbell... Uh, oh. No, who was... It was that old... Uh, the old Dolphins running back who had... Was it Campbell? Was his first last name? I think the guy who is known for having these tree trunk thighs, he's a power runner in like the 80s, I think. Uh, my recollection of Dolphins football in the 80s is very poor. <laughs> I mean, I could, I, could, I could point out Dan Marino in a lineup, but <laughs> that, it's, it, he may, maybe it wasn't the Earl Campbell. Oh, and he didn't play for the Dolphins. He played for somebody else. Although the... Uh, picture I have in my head, I think he's wearing something similar. Maybe I maybe I just have a... It's, I was thinking of him as Oilers uniform and that, if you uh, think of it wrongly enough, it almost looks like a dolphin uniform in my head. <laughs> <laughs> if you change the, the tint of blue to like turquoise. Okay, so Earl Campbell That's for the funny. Oilers in maybe the 80s. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, we digress. We digress. Award, Thank you, 5338. Aw- awards are weird in college. <laughs> they are. Johnny There's United a bunch of them. Golden Arm Award. And, and who sponsors them? Like some Rotary Club somewhere back east? Yeah, it's just some rich person's club that they want to. Somebody just, you know, an old guy's club. It's an excuse to get together to sip drinks and 
They want smoke cigars yeah. and they want prestige. Right. It's like the the um the the club the where they play Masters, Augustus. Or Augusta, sorry, not Augustus. That <laughs> club. Where it's like the snobbiest of the snobbiest guys. When you hear like just about that club. You know, an invite only club, different things like that. Oh yeah. Just how again Snobby rich people. The worst of American society sponsors the things we love the most. <laughs> That's how it is. Welcome to college football in America, everyone. There it is. Everything you hate about America sponsors the things you love. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about high school football instead. Uh, a few more. <laughs> there are a few more texts that came through real quick. 9315. AJ just made the Gary Coleman look lookalike watch list. And then what about the Ray Finkel Award? Yeah, there's a lot out there. there, lot there. One, maybe one of these days I will try and find every single one. But the other thing is you also get these awards at the end of the year that's like the the Region 8 College Football Writers of America in something something like a, an acronym that's like 17 letters long. Oh, yeah. And, and nobody knows about these people until yeah. they give out this award. Yeah, we get the, the press releases from, from Utah State. It's like, oh... These guys made this, you know, all it's like, you know, all region team basically or a region award or best coach in the region. But again, they get out there because we're suckers and we retweet it cuz engagement. Yeah, that's right. That's what it's about. So, we're criticizing them, but we're part of the problem. I know, we we propagate it. We send it out. It's uh, how, it's how they exist is on our work, which we <laughs> exist because of the hard work. <laughs> Of athletes. <laughs> I know. So uh, let's get back to what started our conversation. Utah Jazz and the L.A. Lakers officially made a <laughs> trade. Uh, but if you want to weigh in on other watch lists, I suppose you can. You, or, you set us off for about 10 minutes to talk about <laughs> Johnny Unitas' golden arm. 435-339-0321. The Utah Jazz... Send Patrick Beverly to Los Angeles to the Lakers. In exchange, they get Talon Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. So who are these guys? And, and a lot of people are saying, well, who won the trade? Some people are saying the Lakers clearly won this trade. Jazz really didn't. Others are saying, yeah, it's pretty even. Utah gets two young players. The Lakers get a 3 and D guy, which they've desperately needed, who doesn't need to have the ball but can help a team uh, you know, play, a, you know, a more, I guess, a, a more stiff style of defense. Um, no, any defense. For any difference for that matter. <laughs> but Talon Horton Tucker is uh, kind of the intriguing piece in this for Utah. He's only 21 years old. I believe he turns 22 in November. Um, only played six games in 2019-2020. Uh, played 65 in 2021 season. Averaged nine points, two and a half boards, almost three assists. Um, only shot 28% from three. And then last year played in 60 games for the Lakers, averaging 10 points. Improved his rebounds to 3.2 per game. Assists about the same. Blocks a little bit better. Steals a same. He averages a steal a game. 1.4 turnovers. His three-point shooting declined even further, down to twenty-six point nine percent. 
80% free throw shooter. He's six foot four, but he's described as somebody having like a seven foot one wingspan. So a, a great player to have on the perimeter to make it difficult as a defending guard. Question is, can he hit an outside shot, which is something that he has struggled with? Yeah, that's the thing that really holds him back from being a maybe a starting caliber player. That may be a little more experience. Uh, this guy is built like a tank. Uh, listed 6'4", I've seen weight listings between 230 and 240. Um, usually 234 and 238 are the two main ones I've seen. His draft profile had him at 238. His current listing is 234. And the 7'1 wingspan, that's another thing that he's reported to have. Um, and so this guy's a bulldog, a little bit a, kind of a small tank. Um, and so theoretically, also he's known as kind of a, a plus athlete, you know, above average athlete. So theoretically, you can get some good defense, <laughs> good defense out of him. Excuse me, but he's not shown a ton of that yet. So it, it's tricky. And his offense, again, the main thing is his three point shooting. So right now he's kind of an athlete who's able to run around, make some good plays. That's why a lot of people like him is that. You know, he shows flashes and he has some breakout moments and he shows off some athleticism and he has some tools, but it's putting all that together into being a positive impact and not just a guy who runs around and makes plays. Yeah, looking at his profile, some uh, reactions to the trade, some reports on The Athletic describe him as uh, a natural scorer, somebody who struggled to really showcase his true scoring ability and playmaking ability playing having to play alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis being outside of their shadow and being on a team that's going to be developing young players in Utah he may actually be able to blossom or showcase what he can do he still needs development and and he needs work and refinement but he may have a greater opportunity to do that in Utah than he was going to get in Los Angeles in the shadow of two very big playmakers that are already on the floor. Yeah, it'll it depends. Because here's the thing. If Donovan Mitchell's still on the team, and Boyan Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson, he's not getting much opportunity in Utah either. If Mitchell's gone and you know Boyan and Clarkson is still there, it'll be a little easier. But Clarkson actually will probably be a big um you know barrier to town horton tucker getting some real offensive showcasing because horton tucker will come off the bench but that's what jordan clarkson does and jordan clarkson's thing is give me the ball and i'll go put the ball in the bucket that's been his thing he's good at it um that's where his value is and the jazz are going to keep letting him do that so unless they trade clarkson especially i think it'll actually be a little harder than some people are thinking for THT to really blossom. He'll probably have more of an opportunity, but not nearly enough to really showcase anything. Right, and it's a question, does he really play like the backup role to Royce O'Neal that, that, that would have been the next guy up to take Royce's spot on the on the court? I think Vanderbilt probably takes that spot now as a starter. Yeah. But would Talon Horton Tucker be the backup to that position? But it also begs the question: What about Stanley Johnson? Because he's six foot six. He's listed more as a 
small forward, power forward, six foot six, two forty two, but not known as a big scorer, not really known as a great rebounder, but somebody you can have on your bench with NBA experience. Uh, but I think this Talon Horton Tucker, is he a starter? No, but I think he's a rotation piece. Now, who does he compete with uh, on the court for time? Yeah, that's a great question. Is it with Jordan Clarkson uh, or is it alongside Jordan Clarkson? Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is clearly what's been going on over the last few weeks is that it, it appears more likely than not that Donovan Mitchell is not going to be on the team. I think the Jazz have been making it pretty clear, like, this is the price if you want Donovan Mitchell. If you're not going to meet this price, we're not going to trade him. He's not requesting a trade. We don't want to get rid of him. But if you want him, you have to meet this very high bar to get him. So I think they're they're content with keeping him. But the way that talks keep coming up, and now other teams are starting to engage with Utah in other ways, it seems to be a foregone conclusion that Donovan Mitchell will not be part of the roster next year. Yeah, and so that would open things up for Horton Tucker because it might almost open up the spot for Clarkson to just end up starting because he'd be the best player, even though you kind of want him off the bench. He's best there. But then when you're the Jazz at that point, you don't care. Just put bodies out there. And so that would help Horton Tucker. And honestly, he's he's the centerpiece for the Jazz. You talk about winning or losing the trade. The Jazz have not lost this trade in any capacity, unless Patrick Beverly goes on to average 20, 20, and 20 this next season, <laughs> then maybe, years old. maybe I'll admit they lost this trade, but it does not matter because there is nothing he could have done in Utah that could have been better than getting a potential, you know, a, a shot at a 21-year-old who has some potential. That's better than anything they were going to get out of Patrick Beverly because that was going to be one and done or however many years Beverly has on his contract. I think it's just one more year. So or they a were, trade deadline guy. Yeah, they were going to get anything out of him better than what they just got. A you know Stanley Johnson who can be a rotation piece for this year or however long his contract is, and basically, you know, a guy who was a second round pick. And it's blossomed into a semi-decent prospect. So there's no way the Jazz lost this trade. The Lakers can win this trade by Patrick Beverly being a good role player or potentially, you know, A-level role player. So, but you can't say at that point that the Jazz lost the trade because the Lakers end up using Patrick Beverly to win an NBA title. Because what were they going to get out of Patrick Beverly? So the Jazz didn't lose this trade. They may not win it because if... Horton, Tucker, and Johnson don't amount to anything, which is pretty likely. But they may not win it, but there's no way they lost this trade because they got something out of basically nothing. Uh, if I remember correctly, Talon Horton Tucker, is uh, he was a restricted free agent. Uh, Lakers signed him. I think he's, uh, he's earning about $10 million a year. And then Stanley Johnson, he's, he's at like <coughs> under two. So Yeah, like a minimum. Pretty cheap. Yeah, and Johnson, I mean, he's like a 26-year-old, but he's been in the league for like seven years. Yeah, Johnson started out in uh, Detroit. Uh, he was drafted by the, the Pistons. Uh, was there for four seasons, then traded to New Orleans. <coughs> didn't last 
there. He ended up in uh, Toronto, spent two seasons with the Raptors, and then this just this last year was uh, with the Lakers. But here's a guy over his career has averaged anywhere between four and a half to six and a half points, two and a half to three and a half rebounds per game, about one and a half assists, 31% from three, 75% free throw shooter. So it really, he's just included to make the dollars and cents work. Yeah. Really, this is about Patrick Beverly and Talon Horton Tucker. Yeah, it will. The Jazz need six, 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 seven bodies on their roster. Oh, they don't that's have true any. too. So this that this, is very true. It helps an immediate roster need. Um, and Jonathan came, when he came out, he was he was drafted as an athlete. There's a lot of those. He was a lottery guy. Yeah, he was eighth overall. But he was you know the Derek Williams the um, the guys who get drafted. Um, because they're really athletic, and you think, oh, if he develops a jump shot, and if he learns how to play defense, and if he, you know, and they never do, like, ever. Like, it, it's hard to name one of those guys that they say that about them before, you know, if, if, if. That's why I wasn't very high on Jonathan Kuminga. Still aren't, to be honest. But these guys where they say if, and they never do, and then... They become Stanley Johnson and right. Derek Williams and bounce around. Wesley Johnson and a bunch of other people. Um, you can come up with a name for them. These, these athletes that just get drafted because they're really athletic, and they end up having decently long careers. Stanley Johnson's on year eight. I think Wesley Johnson like only just barely left the league, and he was drafted the same year as Derek Favors and um, I think Gordon Hayward. I think they were both drafted the same year, right? And John Wall and those guys. So, he's he was still kicking around for a while. Yeah. So they they make decent careers, but they're usually these journeymen who play for like six teams. Right. They they bounce around, have a hard time finding a home, uh, have enough of a um, uh, what's the term? They have a, 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 enough of the the, the metrics. Of their height, their wingspan, maybe just time in the league, and somebody thinks, well, you know, maybe we can develop him into a role player on our bench, and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Then somebody else sees him like, well, maybe he'll work on our bench. Yeah. You always think, okay, maybe we'll throw him out there, and maybe there'll be an okay rebounder or maybe an okay defender, get a few, get a few points, get a few hustle plays, and yeah, they do it for one or two years, then they go to some other team, and then eventually by 33, they're out of the league. Uh, the other thing with Talon Horton Tucker is uh, he, this is a guy who the Jazz were high on uh, when he was coming out of college. Justin Zanuck was part of the room, and reportedly uh, they, it was somebody they had their eye on and would have liked to have had on their roster back then. And so you know, he's he's somebody who Utah is familiar with as a back-end organization. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, now they have him on their roster. We'll see what they can do with them. Yeah. Well, this is the same scouting department that was really high on Yudoka Azubuki. So. <laughs> Fair point. But they were also really high on Donovan Mitchell. And so yes. they had some, they had their moments. They've had some hits. They've had some misses. Uh, 435-339-0321. How do you feel about the Utah Jazz trade today? Patrick Beverly never really set up shop in Utah. Jazz legend Patrick Beverly. Yeah, that's right. Build the statue next to jazz legend Derek Rose. I was going to say, he's about here as long as Derek Rose was. Uh, and uh, what do you think about the newcomers coming in? We'll also get into the uh, schedule for high school football for this weekend. A high school football doubleheader tonight.
who's playing when, what's on the line in these games, how you can follow along, and what's the schedule look like for this upcoming weekend. All that's coming up next on the Full Court Press. This is Ryan My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing or what you'll find. Cash Valley, the Utah Wood Stove Changeout Program opens up February 1st. If you want to change out your wood fireplace or stove and replace it with a gas appliance, Advanced Fireplace and Stove can help. Receive up to $3,800 towards your new gas stove or fireplace insert. Idaho has a changeout program too. Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove take the chill out of winter with a new heat and glow insert or Vermont casting stove. Stop by their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. It's the return of the Rocky Mountain Kickoff, a high school football doubleheader played inside the USU football stadium on Thursday, August 25th. In the 6.30 game, the Preston Indians take on the South Severe Rams. The 8.30 game features the Logan Grizzlies versus Bonneville Bees of Idaho Falls. Tickets are only $5 and available now at the USU ticket office or by calling one 888 u Also online at utahstateaggies.com. The Rocky Mountain Kickoff, Thursday, August 25th. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. Back to school means back to massive laundry piles. Get a washer that can handle your busy laundry schedule. Head to Daryl's today for a deal worth your time. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance, and we have a GE front load laundry pair with a 4.8 cubic foot washer and a 7.8 cubic foot dryer for only $17.96 for the pair. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales West on Airport Road. Open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farm or business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is the place to go to get your car taken care of for that uh, quick and easy oil change. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your car, SUV, or your truck. Plus, they get you back out on the road fast. 695 North Main in Logan. 
So, um, high school football doubleheader tonight, starting out with Preston versus South Severe. Oh, my microphone! What? Your microphone is on? <laughs> it's on? How dare you. <laughs> South Severe of, uh, of Utah. Of Utah? Oh, I thought they were in Idaho. Preston of Idaho. <laughs> uh, so that game at 6.30. Get your tickets early because there's often a long line at the walk-up. And so you don't want to get caught being in line while the game is going on. And miss some of the exciting start of the of the of the game. Um, if you can't make it to the second game, or if you're the you know Preston fan and you just you want to get home, but you're curious about the Logan and Bonneville game, uh, Jason, you're going to be there calling that one. I will. That'll be my evenings uh, goings on. As I'll be doing the play by play for Logan against Bonneville of Idaho, not the Lakers of down south. Uh, but the Bonneville Bees, who, from what I can tell, have the most 1970s-looking logo <laughs> I've ever seen among high schools. Uh, I saw that today, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> looks like an angry bee. <laughs> but he's got like a sweater on and a little hat. Yeah, it's just like I said, it's about as 1970s as you can imagine. So, you know, like the Pat the Patriot and the... The old Denver Broncos one that's shooting lasers out of his nose and all the other. Uh, the old Browns <laughs> logo uh, where that's that little little short guy carrying a football. <laughs> and the old Boston Celtics one, which is actually kind of still around. That's right. Um, all those, you know, human-like logos that are just, again, and it still looks like it's drawn in the 70s. Like They haven't updated. Like The, the Boston one looks modern. But, you know, we don't need to make too much fun of the Bees logo. <laughs> uh, but the game will be on KVNU on the radio, uh, 610 AM, 102.1 FM, but also video streaming. Uh, yeah. We'll have a video option for people to watch the game on Cash Valley Daily. Yeah, praying that it works this week. We're pretty confident that it will. Last week, we're pretty sure the only reason it didn't work was because of Internet. And this week, I mean, there's pretty decent internet at the stadium so i imagine it'll work yes fingers fingers crossed and we're going to spend like an hour testing it beforehand so we're hoping <laughs> we're hoping yes so that uh, doubleheader tonight um it, it, this is fun to be there in person to go see the game in person um you know it's only 5 bucks if you didn't win the tickets from us uh, it's only 5 bucks to get in for two football games Super cheap. General admission. Pick the seat that you want. That's fun. Bring a bunch of friends and uh, go watch a couple of high school football games. Yeah, there's not really a bad seat in the house. And I've been to probably two or three of these, uh, at least two. And I've been down on the sideline. I've been up in the stands. They're, they're great. It's high school football. It's hard to go wrong. Yes. So that game is tonight. So a couple of games happening tonight. Then we've got a uh, full schedule tomorrow. <coughs> With uh, with some unique games on the schedule tomorrow as well. Uh, Bear River, they're on the road at Highland, their first road game of the season. That'll be in 104.9, the ranch. And we'll have video of that game on Cash Valley Daily. Skyview hosting uh, another team from Idaho making the trek down this way. It's Rigby. 
Now, this was a Rigby team that was pretty tough last year. Um, and uh, it's interesting to see how Skyview bounces back after that tough loss at Wasatch. And I guess I should also say for Bear River, interesting to see how they kind of improve upon and grow after their win over Clearfield last week. Yeah, Highland's kind of another iffy 5A team. I think Clearfield might be 6A. I can't remember if they're 5A or 6A. But, you know, upper class opponent Highland, they went like 1-8 last year or something like that, one or two wins. Uh, they've not – they're off to an own 2 start this year, I believe. So, Bear River kind of beat up on a lowly 5A team in Clearfield. Maybe they can do the same thing this week. Obviously, uh, Riker Jepson had a really good game last week. Um so if you can do that again, then they can come out with another win against a, you know, a team in a higher class than them, which would be amazing. A, you know, a two and one start for a team that went zero and ten last year. Yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah, Highland. Yeah, zero and two. Uh, uh, the, uh, the opponent for Bear River for Skyview Rigby won their season opener last week. Yeah. So they're one and zero. The the trick for Skyview is their offense has been you know they went. They scored 35 in the opener. They only scored, I think, 20. They lost like 45-20. 54-20. Uh, 54-20. Um, so struggled a little bit you know, against Wasatch. Rigby shut out its first opponent. Now it's tricky to really gauge a ton from one opponent for Rigby, but Skyview obviously got to get their offense going. And then, again, not giving up 54 points. That'll obviously be a big key for them. Yeah, uh, and then continuing on, uh, Green Canyon, they're on the road uh, this weekend. They're at Park City this week. Park City's a, a pretty tough opponent, and this is a Green Canyon team that's struggled to find their offense. Park City's undefeated so far. They've won their first two games. Uh, Green Canyon has really struggled to get offense going for them, but they, on the other side, they really struggled to slow down Pleasant Grove. So they struggled on both sides of the ball last week. Yeah, it's weird because in their first week, Green Canyon, they only lost like 10-3, to 3, I think, or something like that. They they played good defense in their opener and then just completely lost that defensive competence in their second game. I don't know where it went. So I'm confident that they're closer to their week one defense than their week two defense. I think they just played a really good opponent in Pleasant Grove. Um, Park City, obviously a good opponent. Uh, a good test for them. I think they'll slow down Park City a little more. Park City doesn't have the same enormously dynamic offense or you know depth of a higher class team. Uh, the thing that would make me think Green Canyon's probably going to lose this game is that Park City has a pretty good defense. They've only Park City's only given up 17 points all season. Green Canyon's only scored 13 all year. Green Canyon could very well find themselves in the single digits again on on offense. Yeah, really kind of a rough start for for the Wolves so far. That game will be on 100.9 uh, Light FM. Craig Hislop, John Russell will be on the call in Park City this uh, Friday night. Um, uh, Mountain Crest Mustangs kind of reigniting an old uh, rivalry between the uh, Box Elder Bees and the Mustangs. These two used to be in the same division or same region. Um, they're really not that far apart when you think about it. It's almost as close to go from Mountain Crest to Box Elder as it is to go from Mountain Crest to Skyview. So 
this uh, nice little history between these two teams. Uh, Jake Ellis and John Olson will be there on the call. That'll be on 107.7 KLZX and video stream online on Cash Valley Daily. And this is a Mountain Crest team that's so far undefeated. Um, stout defense last week, just enough offense to get the win. But this is a team that's finding ways to win and kind of reigniting some uh, some of that fan base out there that's been dormant for a while. You mentioned that defense, and they'll get a heck of a test this week because Box Elders scored 85 points this season oh. in two games. They scored, I think, 44 or 47 in their opener, scored 38. Actually, they lost last week, 44-38 in overtime. Um, maybe that score was, uh, you know, inflated a little bit. I don't know how many overtimes they played, maybe just the one. But still, 85 points in two weeks. This box elder team can put up points. And Mountain Crest hasn't really showed the ability to put up points themselves. Their week one, uh, 27-0, a lot of turnovers really bolster that offense to get a few more points off those turnovers. So Mountain Crest really going to have to try and uh, match Box Elder's offense. I mean, if their defense is as good as it's shown so far, they can probably hold Box Elder under like 35. But, you know, if Mountain Crest, can they score 30? We don't, I don't think they can. So unless, unless Box Elder's defense is just bad. I mean, they gave up 44 points last week. True. So... Maybe Mountain Crest can get the, can get some things going, but they're going to have to shut down a really potent offense. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. Bees have been kind of a rebuilding program these last few years, getting better every year, and uh, off to a pretty strong start so far in 2022. Uh, the last team to mention is the Ridgeline Riverhawks. They're in southern Utah this week. They're taking on Snow Canyon. Uh, we have some of our friends that uh, at Fox Sports Southern Utah calling the game. Our friends. Our friends. <laughs> uh, but we also have a video component of that, too, that you can watch. We'll make sure that's available on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, but the game doesn't start until 8. So uh, we'll have it on 100.9 Light FM. No, sorry. 104.5 The Ranch. My bad. Ridge Line on 104.5 The Ranch. The other The Ranch. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, I believe that's Caden Foremaster... And Devin Dixon will be on the call there helping us out. So uh, Ridgeline trying to figure themselves out on offense, giving up a little bit more than I would have thought on defense. Uh, change at quarterback last year. Trying to put Jackson Olsen in positions to help make plays for the team where he's not necessarily under center. Yeah, because in the first week when they only scored seven points, it was off the I, – I didn't see the play, but it was like a 90-something yard scrambler run or something by yes. Olsen, who was playing quarterback at the time. Uh, you know, they went from seven points week one to 20 in week two. You mentioned the defensive fall off, which Ridgeline and Green Cane almost feel like they're on the same trajectory where we were confident about their defense, worried about their offense. Um, we we're probably more confident about Green Cane's defense, but Ridgeline did okay defensively week one, fell to pieces defensively in week two. So it's hard to say, like, what are they going to do on defense? You just have to flip a coin, <laughs> hope you're right. Uh, the other thing is that just like how Green Canyon has a pretty hard opponent to try and get their offense back on track, they're facing an opponent that's given up 17 points all season. Snow Canyon's only given up 14. So that if this is the week that Ridgeline's, you know, if they're hoping to get their offense back on track, 
This is a hard week to do that. For both Green Canyon and Ridgeland, they're facing really tough defensive opponents. So we could see both of these teams that we picked to be in the top three fall to 0-3. Yeah, a rough start for some of these teams. Uh, and that one is also interesting because it's a potential playoff preview between Region 10 and Region 11, the only teams, uh, the only divisions in 4A. So uh, that's going to be fun. we got the full schedule on CashValleyDaily.com. We'll have links for uh, how you can watch these games, how you can stream the games, what radio stations they're on. Uh, we make it as, as available as possible. You can check it out on our apps. So we, we love highlighting our local athletes and the coaches and what they're doing uh, and uh, try to make it as, as easy as possible for you to follow along and, and cheer on your favorite teams. So go check that out. Yeah, come come join the party at Logan. We're all alone tonight for Region 11, so... Should be a good game. Expecting good things out of Logan this week. Yeah, because Bonneville has not played yet. Yeah, they've not played, so it's hard to guess who they are. I've I, I talked to Coach Bo, and that's basically all I know about Bonneville, which is still very little because <laughs> the conversation was only ten minutes long. So they have a cool um, retro mascot. That's all we know. Cool. Yes, that's the word we're going to use. <laughs> all right, more coming up on the full court press. Love to hear your thoughts. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Feel free to weigh in on the full court press text line. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Hi, my name is Chad Mangum from Aegis Home Health and Hospice. For the last 21 years, I've been providing nursing services to the community of Cash, Box Elder, and Rich Counties. Aegis represents the breastplate of Zeus and is symbolic of being a protector of the community. At Aegis Healthcare, we know you will experience the difference. With our core values of character, experience, and trust, we know that we can meet any of your healthcare needs wherever you call home. Call us today at 723-9000 or check us out at myagis.com. Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new soup, salad, and bread special for just $10. is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger. Casual or professional, open Monday through Thursday, 11.30 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 11.30 to 9 p.m. Visit the Elements restaurant.com for reservations today. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
Napa Auto Parts helps you stay stocked up on the things you need. Plus, when you're there, you can get uh, get some rebates on some purchases, like a $20 rebate on Legend Automotive Battery or a starter or alternator. Napa Auto Parts sponsors the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up uh, later on this hour. Um, by the way, this week in the Mountain West will debut next week. That's a production put on by the Mountain West Conference. They recap the previous week while also looking ahead to games coming up. Not everybody in the Mountain West plays this weekend, but a significant number do. You turned off my mic again. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on over there, Jason? That's it. I'm done. Wrong button. Wrong button. It's because I'm mad about pick six. <laughs> Salty. <laughs> I'm going to lose again. Yeah, with that attitude. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> anyway, this week in the Mountain West coming up next week. That'll be So fun. we should call it next week in the Mountain West. Uh, yeah, that's true. For at least for today. Yeah. Next week in the Mountain West starts next week. Next week. Um. If you were, I mean, we're only two games into this season so far. Um, at what point do we re-rank our projections for Region 11? Once When we get to Region play? Probably. Maybe after the first week of Region. Because um, it's hard because of the difficulty of opponents. True, um, they're varied. They're not, the same. They're not on equal... Yeah. Equal uh, footings. So once maybe we, because we'll have a sort of idea for some of these high schools, once a few of them play each other, we can, but I mean, of course, then it's, you know, not as fun because it's not as fun of a prediction. So maybe we can do a re-rank before week one of region play. Maybe have some fun with that. Yeah, that's true. We could do that. We could do that. Uh, 9315 texting in. You guys need to do a ticket giveaway like Coach Blake Anderson did in Logan this week. Uh, That was actually really cool. Uh, we'll explain that coming up on the other side of this timeout. We are going to do a ticket giveaway, not like how Coach Anderson did it, but we'll explain that coming up. With rising gas prices, there's never been a better time than now to go electric. Come to Murdoch Volkswagen and see what all the hype is about when you test drive the new 2022 ID4. With a range of just under 300 miles, the ID4 has all the latest technology, including the digital dash, remote access, adaptive cruise, and blind spot monitoring. Come in and take a test drive and reserve your brand new electric ID4 today. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Volkswagen in Logan or online at MurdochVW.com. Call 866-628-3065 or see dealer for complete details. Offer expires 831-22. The Aggie football season starts Saturday with a 2 p.m. kickoff. Are you game day ready? Locker 42 is the best go-to for Aggie fans. You can find yourself a new Aggie t-shirt, long or short sleeve. Locker 42 has them in all sizes. Start the season off with a new Aggie hat. Find dozens of designs on Locker 42's wall of hats. Aggie t-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and jackets. Always ready for game day. Locker 42, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars, and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. 
Cash Valley's Engagement Ring Store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. A really cool video making the rounds this morning. Blake Anderson showed up at uh, a couple different venues throughout Logan, walking up to people saying, what are, you, what are your plans on Saturday? Kind of caught some people by surprise. Didn't realize there was an Aggie football game. Yeah, someone like, there's a game? Who are you? <laughs> they say, how many tickets do you need? If I could give you tickets right now, would you go? And like, Sure. How many would you need? And then he just starts counting them out. And uh, it was kind of cool. It was fun. They're going to show up to the stadium and be scalping those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs tickets? Who needs tickets? Good to see the coach out there. Yeah. It's great. They, they've done a really good job promoting. They're trying to get attendance up. Uh, we carry on about attendance all the time. And Utah State's on the case. They're not ignorant of that fact. There might be a little bit of a worry just where the students aren't wholly on campus yet. They'll be pouring into Logan this weekend. <laughs> Classes don't start until Monday. Yeah. So maybe so they, they don't may get st- not be there in time for the game. Yeah, maybe they don't get students at this game, but students have not been the problem getting to games uh, the last true. few years. They've been doing really well. So, yeah, maybe maybe this game, but, like, okay, you can live with one of those. And they're already the – t- the st- students are already paying their tickets anyway, every single one of them. So <laughs> it's not <laughs> like they care. Yeah. It's more of an environment PR thing to get the students in. Uh, so we have a pair of tickets to give away. Yes, we do. We're going to give it away on the on the Twitter. Well, that's how you enter to win. Try to increase. Uh, we, we're, we've taken over a little bit more control of the 106.9 The Fan Twitter account. And so we need you to like the the the, the, the account on Twitter. It's, you got to follow the account. Follow the account. It's at 1069 The Fan. Um. Like the account, retweet. Yeah, we're gonna put out a, a post we're gonna, that we're gonna, we're gonna have in put just out a, a, a specific tweet that'll be about the giveaway. And so you gotta follow the 1069 account, retweet that tweet. You'll you'll see it. We'll we'll pin it. We'll pin it at the top. Retweet that. And so we'll we'll and so later we'll go into who retweeted it. Check, make sure you're following the account. And if that's the case, we'll give that person uh, the two tickets to the game. By the end of the show today. Because yeah. we want to make sure you have time tomorrow to come by and pick them up. Yeah. So go get on it right now. Uh, well, I guess we've got to get the post on there. Right yeah, now. we'll get it up uh, during this next break here. But uh, coming up here shortly within the next minute. So uh, get on Twitter. And those who are, uh, like that 1069thefan and uh, retweet the, the tweet that we're going to have on there. And uh, you'll get a chance to win... Two tickets to go see Utah State take on UConn. Game kicks off at 2 o'clock. KVNU game day coverage will begin at 12.30, uh, both KVNU and here on the fan. And then as soon as the game is over, we'll have KVNU Aggie call again on both stations. This week, interestingly enough, uh, we've had Ryan Bohm, former Aggie football player, helping us out. Uh, this week he's unavailable, so we've enlisted the help of a couple of Van Lewins. Uh, the uh, great wide receivers at Utah State 
Travis and Zach will be joining us as part of our post-game coverage of the game tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, on Saturday. So fun things coming up. We'll be back with another hour. Stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Live Tour has caused a lot of drama in the world of golf. They took stars like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson. Reportedly, Cam Smith is joining as well. That put a lot of pressure on the PGA Tour to make some change. That became clear yesterday as it was revealed the tour is set up to team up with Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy on a new tech-infused golf league. The league is set to begin in 2024 and will feature a team format. The new startup is an obvious counter to the Saudi league but the tour may not be happy with the results players aren't bolting to live to play in a team event they're going there for the money players are earning over 100 million dollars on their live contracts and the pga tour doesn't have the salaries to compete with that can't be sure what tiger rory and the pga have planned for this new league but without the ability to match the saudi's deep pockets the tour's efforts to keep top talent may continue to fall short i'm dan patrick and this is above the noise